Amen. How many is glad God is with you this morning? That you're not alone. Praise God. What a truth of God's word today. To know that Jesus said he will never, somebody shout never. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I thank God for that today. He's been my rock. He's been my shield. He's been my fortress. And I don't know if you don't have anything else to praise him for right now. You can just praise him for who he is. Hallelujah. For who he is. He is God Almighty. And he loves you. If you have your Bibles today, if you'll turn with me to the book of Joshua, I want to share with you. Be turning there to Joshua chapter number one. Uh, I'm going to try something different today with the uh, lapel mic. I like to have my hands free sometimes. I do want us to say while you're turning there. Thank you so much. I do want to say while you're turning there, I want to just uh, mention to y'all we're thankful for uh, your patience with us and your prayers. We are still anticipating uh, moving into our home at some point. It just seems like the enemy is doing all he can to try to stop that and hinder that. How many knows the devil don't quit? And uh, he'll do everything he can to try to discourage along the way. But by God's grace and by his mercy, we're going to persevere. Uh, we will did find out that we will be closing on our house in Atlanta. That it will be actually the one we're selling. It will be closing. So we're excited about that. And uh, we had a contract on it uh, before we came here. And uh, some things happened that kind of sidetracked some things there. But somebody said, but... Amen. God is good. And so uh, we're going forward through this process. So we will be closing on that house, but we need to close on the one here. Uh, Camper Life is uh, is uh, instructional. Uh, it is very, it is, it is very much so a, a learning experience. We've enjoyed it, but we're ready to get home now. And uh, so continue to pray with us there. With that being said, uh, just be patient with us. We are doing uh, the very best we can, very well aware, working with the council and with, uh, uh, with the leadership of the challenges that we're faced with and also the decisions that we need to make. And, uh, and we're going to make those. We're praying and we're prayerfully moving forward. And uh, we believe that God is going to guide us. I would rather take time to pray and seek the Lord and let God guide us, then we make decisions that will not be good for the church. Amen. And so uh, please, please be patient. If you can't be patient, ask God to give it to you because he will give it to you. Amen. And sometimes you won't like the way he gives it to you, but he will give it to you. It's important. I've been serving God a long time in my life and I still don't have all the answers, but I can promise you today, church, it's better to be patient and wait on the Lord and let God have his way than it is to get in front of him. Uh, it ain't easy waiting sometimes, but wait on the Lord. Also, uh, just want to thank you all for your support and, and all that you've done to encourage us, me and my family along the way. We're grateful for that. I'm excited about what God is going to do in the future of SPHC. I'm excited about the things that we're going to see transpire, the things that are going to take place. Uh, God did not put you here for no reason. Amen. How many feel like God led you to this church? You didn't just wake up and say, I'm, I'm just going to flip a coin and see where I'm going to go to church this morning. God led you to this church. If you believe that, then you got to know that God is going to have his way. And God is going to do some great things in your life and in the life of the church he sent you to. God will not send you to a dead church for it to remain dead. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. He wants you to be the life of the church. Yes. He wants you to be the conduit in which he works through. Uh, Y'all say he ain't preaching like he normally does. I'm getting there. I'm coming. I'm going to catch up in a minute. But if God sent you here, it was to make this place better. Amen. And to make the body better. And I know that uh, you rejoice in that and you want God to work 
positively through your life. And that's our prayer as well. We are available to you. If you have any questions or anything that we can uh, help you with along the way, please don't hesitate to call me. Uh, we will try our best to, to meet with you. And we may not have all the answers, but we will, uh, we will let the Lord lead us and guide us. And we will find his will in all this and things that we can do to help you. That's why we're here and that's what we want to do. Uh, we just love people. We love God most of all. Amen. Joshua chapter 1. If you will stand with me. Look at somebody around you and tell them God will not lead you where he will not equip you. God will not lead you where he will not equip you. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore rise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place that your sole of your foot will tread, I have given you, as I have said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man, somebody shout, no man, shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now he's speaking to Joshua, and he's saying, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be courageous, that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success." Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Father, we love you today. God, we just come to you and thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in a corporate way in this building today. For the worship, God, as we've just opened our hearts to you and we have just loved on you, God, and continue, Father, today to love on you in our hearts and in our lives. Thanking you for who you are, praising you, God, for, for being God in our life, for, for bringing us victory, for saving us, sanctifying us, filling us with the Holy Ghost, and leading us down this journey journey of victorious Christian life. Lord, I pray that you would, would reach down from heaven today and you, you, that you would just begin to speak to every heart and every life, that, that you would get a hold of our, our ears and our minds that we can hear and that we can uh, begin to content, concentrate on what you're speaking to us and allow it to get to our heart and, and to transform us and change us, Lord, to help us to be what you would have us to be. God, not let us get settled in a rut uh, of just living, but Lord, that we would be transformed by your word today and that our families and our surroundings, the people around us, God, would be blessed because of who you are in our lives. We thank you for that today. And everybody said, amen. amen. And amen. You can be seated if you will. God will not lead us where he will not equip us. It's very important in my life to know that where God leads me, I need him. I need his guidance. I need his leadership in my life. I have often in my life done things on my own, and I think many of us could testify to the fact today that we've done just that. And I could testify to the disaster that it created in my life, just simply moving without God. But I want to say today that, uh, that God's presence in our life is not relevant just for the middle-aged or the older generation. It's relevant for every generation. And we've got today to understand that God is wanting to be God not only of certain age groups or certain nationalities or certain 
certain cultures, but he wants to be God of everybody. Amen. He wants to be God of your children. He wants to be God of your grandchildren. He wants to be God of the moms and dads, the aunts and uncles, the grandparents. He wants to be God of everybody. And, and God has chosen today, amen, for those that would surrender their lives to them to be a part of their life. How many wants God to be fully active in your life? I want him to have his way in my life. I want him to lead me. I want him to guide me. I want him to speak to me. I need his voice in my life if I'm going to make this journey, if I'm going to make this step, if I'm going to see God do some great things in my life, then I have to be attentive unto his voice. Now, as we begin to read the scripture, we find that Moses has died. Joshua is here with the children of Israel. They have not at this point entered into the promised land. They are standing on this side of Jordan and they have not crossed over. But God's servant Moses had died. We know that Moses was a man of God. How many would say today that Moses was God's man. Moses was protected by God. He was taken, uh, amen, out of the hands of Pharaoh, was not allowed to be murdered at the bloody hands uh, of this man. And God protected him through the course uh, of his life, brought him into the place of Pharaoh's house, allowed him to be nurtured by his mother. Not to get into all these details, but just to recap some things, uh, to know that God's hand was on Moses from the time he was born to the time that he left this world. It's a good thing to know that when God gets his hand in your life, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Can somebody say amen? I don't care what comes your way. Hey man, you don't have anything to worry about. The enemy tried to kill Moses, but he couldn't do it because God was in it. The enemy tried to stop Moses, but he couldn't do it because God was in it. The enemy may try to stop you and you need to God to be on your, upon your life and you need God to be uh, moving in your life and you need to be surrendered to God so that God can fully work his will in your life. The enemy does not have to destroy you when you've got a mighty God who is able to keep you through it all. Amen. The enemy tried to stop Moses, did everything he could to, to keep him from, from coming to fruition. But God protected him for such a time and purpose as his life was in the journey, in the course of his journey. Moses was a, a deliverer. Moses was a man that God spoke into his life. Moses listened, sometimes reluctantly, sometimes wondering if he was even worthy or qualified or had what it took. But he found that he didn't have to have everything thing that he thought he needed as long as he had God on his side. And so he would go forth in the power of God connected to the voice of God's instruction. Can I tell you something? If God speaks something into your life, you can walk by that. You can live by that. You can hold on to that. And it will be a source of your victory in your journey. Moses lived this way. Yet there were times when Moses was disobedient. There were times when Moses made some mistakes, but Moses was yet God. God's man. Through the course of his life, we see that. We could cover so many things, but I want you to see something today that just because Moses was God's man, Moses still had an end. That today we must understand that we can be as godly as we, as we desire to be, but there's coming a place where our season is going to end in this life. Amen? Or there's coming a time in our life where our season may end, even in this life, that God will transition us or move us into certain other areas or maybe move us into other places of ministry. God will do these things in our life. And, and yet Moses was God's man, but number one, his absence would not stop God's plan. And just because Moses came, his life came to an end, God still had a plan and a promise that he had desired to fulfill in the children of Israel's life. There may be some seasons that come and go. There may be some, some things that have happened and changed and transition that has happened in your life in the course of your ministry. But can I tell you that the absence of one person will not stop the plan of God. The absence of God's man or woman will not stop the plan of God. Look at somebody around you and tell them you're not irreplaceable. Come on somebody. I don't want to live my life feeling like I'm irreplaceable. Moses was not irreplaceable. He was God's man, but he was not irreplaceable. And the thing that we need to understand about what God is wanting to speak to us this morning is that Moses was used mightily, but when his season was over, God had somebody 
that was going to hear what he was saying, that was going to desire to move in the course of God's instruction. We don't need to get the attitude, amen, that we're irreplaceable because when we get that attitude, we begin to do ministry like we're irreplaceable. Amen. When we begin to try to do church like we're irreplaceable or do ministry like we're irreplaceable, then we are not doing what God wants us to do. We need to do what we do with the joy and the privilege that it is to be where we're at doing what we're doing, knowing this, that when God gets through with me, whether it's through death or whether it's through season, that God is going to anoint somebody else that may be able to take and my God, I wish somebody would hear what I'm about to say. Amen. You are not irreplaceable. Amen. God wants to use you, but we need to do ministry with this thought in mind that God, I'm here because of your grace. I'm here because of your mercy. I'm here because you called me. And what I do here is going to be done to glorify you, not to bring glory to me, to build the kingdom of God and to see the church rise up. We're not irreplaceable. Moses wasn't irreplaceable. We got Joshua was sitting on every pew this morning that God is looking to speak into your life. God is looking to raise you up and to deposit a word of instruction in your life that can bless your church. I wish somebody would shout amen. You are a Joshua sitting on a pew this morning that God is saying I want to work mightily through your life and there may be a season of change this morning but God said the change will not stop the plan of God that I have designed for you and the church at SPHC. It's time to see a move of God. And my I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Oh, look at somebody and say, I'm glad you're God's man or you're God's woman. Amen. But all this is for his glory. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're here. But it ain't, it ain't my holding this position that is going to move God. Amen. It's God by the faith that we take every step knowing this. That it is a privilege and a joy to be able to be in the seat. I'm just glad to be on the team. Can somebody shout amen? I'm just glad to be a part of the kingdom work of God. When I get to heaven, there won't be a pastoral sign on the outside saying, this is Pastor Brad. Or, there won't be, a, amen to God, a pulpit and a stage where we can come and, and just reap the benefits of what we're doing now. When we get there, amen, all these things won't matter. Glory to God, he's going to be with us all the time. There won't be no times where we're praying, amen, with tears flowing down our face. He's going to wipe every tear away from our eye. We're going to live in joy and peace and comfort but until then my God give him glory in this house we are in a season Holy Spirit have your way in this house help us to understand that what we do we do for his glory the songs we sing, the message that is preached is the word of God being deposited in our heart. The message that is taught is the message that gets deposited in our heart. And what we do with it is going to be a determination of what we see manifested from it. See, ah, glory to God, help me this morning. Can I get down here just a minute and get real with everybody? Amen. Sometimes we're too focused on things that don't matter. And we miss things that are more important. And that thing is this, that we've got to realize that we're in this season for a purpose and for a reason. But we are not irreplaceable and we don't need to do ministry that way. We need to do ministry believing this, that we will fulfill by God's grace and by his mercy and by his direction and by his anointing the purpose he has for our life. And when all is said and done and our season is over, whether it's through transition, whether it's through change or whether it's by way of the grave I don't want anybody to look back on my life or your life and said they did it all for themselves I want them to look back over your life and my life and say that man or woman of God did it because they were grateful for the privilege they 
they had to be a part of the kingdom of God and the church that God had led them to. They desired to be moved upon by God's Holy Spirit. They wasn't there for the glory. They knew that somebody could take their place. They didn't care. He meant to God about the things that were going on around them. They were just glad to be on the team. I met somebody said one time I joined the football team and said all they would let me do was hold the water. But I got to wear a uniform and I got to put the jersey on. I never got to play out on the field but I was just grateful to be a part of the team. I wish somebody would just shout right now I'm thankful to be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. In Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church, I will tell you this, the things you declare over your church will be a determination too of how the church grows. Amen. We got to lift up our church. Lift up the God of our church. Let this community know, hey, we're not perfect. Amen. But we're serving a perfect God. Amen. We're not irreplaceable, but we serve a God who is irreplaceable. Come on, somebody. He cannot be replaced. The enemy tried to do it and all he got was kicked out of heaven. He cannot be replaced. We need to lift up our church. We need to lift up the people of our church. Come on, somebody. Anybody could have talked about Moses and said, well, he, he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. If he hadn't have done that, oh, he just said, yang, 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 Come on, somebody. But most of the time, what you hear about Moses is the good things. We need to talk about the good things, don't we? The things that's happening that's good in the seas and sea. Because God's wanting to lead us somewhere. And if he's going to equip us, it's going to have to be by his spirit through knowledge of what he desires for our personal lives and for the church. Not by what our opinions are about the problem. Y'all get mad with me later. I'm going to preach what the Holy Ghost is giving me now. I, I'm telling you, I feel this in my spirit. We're getting hung up over hangups and souls are laying in the balance. Come on, somebody. Our children are looking for the real thing. We don't need them to show up to church and wonder if it's really real. That's right. Amen. Amen. Our children are looking to experience God in a special and in a mighty way. Our younger families who maybe have never known the Lord, they, they hear about God, they hear about church, and the one place they ought to experience a move of God is when they get out of their houses on Sunday morning and they make a choice to come to God's house. When they walk through the doors, they ought to feel the presence of God in such a way that there's no doubt that God is in the building. Amen. Nobody wants to go to church here negative. So you may have struck the rock instead of speaking to it. God didn't cast Moses into hell over that. He didn't let him cross over into the promised land. He missed a, 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 a something special. But God didn't cast him away because of that. But why do we cast folks away? Because of insufficiencies. Because of things that go wrong or they may have done wrong in their life. Come on somebody. I wish you would hear what I'm saying. You got to learn to be like Joshua. Hey man, I love him. Even though he messed up, his season's over. I ain't here to talk about him. I appreciate him. There may be some of you in this building right now. You ain't done everything right, but I'm thankful you're still here sitting on a pew loving God. My the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful you're still sitting here. I'm thankful you hadn't give up. I'm thankful you didn't turn your back on God and on the church. You know you ain't perfect, but you're forgiven. You know you ain't been where you need to be, but you're forgiven. You're holding on to God. You didn't quit. Thank God for those who hold out to the end. The same shall be saved. <laughs> Same shall be saved. You didn't quit. Look at somebody say, You didn't quit. You're still here. 
Now don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. God's plan for Israel was to take them over the Jordan into the land of promise. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he was going to do. Even if Joshua hadn't have been there, it wouldn't have stopped God. Do you know what God wants to do for this church? For his, for his my goodness. God's plan hadn't stopped. It hasn't changed. The children of Israel were murmurs and complainers and they were imperfect people. But God still was going to get them to where he promised Moses was God's man, but his absence would not stop God's plan. When one falls, another rises. When one season ends, another begins. And we're okay with that if we're not looking for the glory of God in our own lives. Amen? Look at somebody say, be okay with that. It ain't got to be your way all the time. Is that all right? It ain't got to be. It's, but it's got to be his way. But it don't have to be my way all the time. It don't have to be your way all the time. I don't always get my way. But I do want his way in my life. His way is fruitful. It's fruitful. Look at somebody say, I want some fruit in my path. How many want some fruit in your path? Fruit of what? Fruit of God's sovereignty. Fruit of God's glory. I want some fruit in my life, in my path. In the event of abrupt change, stay tuned to God's voice. Number one, Moses' absence didn't stop his plan. Number two, in the tune of abrupt change or any change, stay tuned to God's voice. The sure path of direction for our lives is found in his voice. There's a lot of people want to bend your ear and tell you all kind of thoughts and opinions. Well, bless God, I think this. Bless God, I think that. Bless God, you better get on your knees and hear what the Father has to say. Amen. People's got opinions. I've had them. I promise you they've been wrong, Brother Freddie, at times. But God's, opinion, God's truth is never wrong. His truth, His word is, is, is saving. It's delivering. It's chain breaking. When you find yourself in a place like Joshua was, the leader was gone, his absence was being felt, but then God came to Joshua and he begins to speak to him. Joshua was tuned into his voice. Now notice something about Joshua. He was a man of war. He was a man who, who went forth and accomplished the things that Moses had, had placed him in position to accomplish. He led battles. He overcame uh, uh, the enemy by God's strength and by God's grace, but he was being led by Moses, God's man. He was listening to Moses. He was there with Moses on many occasions when Moses would meet with God and he got to experience some things personally himself with God. But now God is saying you've got to change your mentality from being under Moses to completely trusting me. There comes a time in your life where you have to be able to differentiate between who's telling you something and what God is telling you. Yeah. There comes a time when you got to say, I know what God's saying. Amen. There comes a time in your life where you ain't got to wait till the preacher preaches on Sunday morning to hear. There comes a time when you've got to be able to, to connect yourself with what the Lord's saying. You've got to tune in and hear the voice of God. And when you don't know what to do and where to go, as Joshua was standing there, he knew the promise of God. God begins to speak to him and says, fear not, Moses, my servant, is dead, but I want you to rise up and to follow the path 
that I will direct you into. He begins to express unto Joshua that he was going to fulfill his plan. How many know today that when God speaks and you begin to tune into what he's saying, that he does not just speak with direction, he speaks with comfort and he also speaks by equipping you with knowledge. God will equip you with knowledge. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, get up, go over this Jordan, you and all this. How many is ready to go somewhere? Can I preach that just for a minute? If you ain't ready to go somewhere, then I don't know where you're going. But he said, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Everywhere you go, your foot is going to be blessed. Glory to God. How many want to see that? I feel the spirit of God. How many, how many want to know every step you take? I'm blessed. Oh, the enemy may be coming, but I'm blessed. I need that kind of favor in my life. I need that kind of word deposited in my spirit. And so this morning, God is speaking, and He's beginning to tell him that I'm going to bless everywhere your foot treads and everywhere you go. Whatever. How many just love blessings? The blessings of God, the blessings of favor, everything about what God is doing in your life is contingent upon what He's deposited in you through the knowledge of his word that builds your faith that connects you with an action that walks by that faith he said no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I'm going to be with you so he says as I was with Moses I'm going to be with you he's depositing this knowledge into his life and Joshua is rising up to the occasion. He beginning to understand that one monkey don't stop no show. You say, well, preacher, you called Moses a monkey. No, I didn't. Come on now. If we stop because other people stop, we'd never go forward. If we stop because other people quit, we'd never go forward. If we quit praying because somebody else praying, we'd stop praying. Amen. If we quit quit worshiping because nobody else was worshiping, we quit worshiping. I don't care if you're the only one in the room. Don't stop worshiping. I don't care. My goodness. Amen. If you're the only one that shows up to prayer meeting, keep praying anyway. Amen. One monkey don't stop no show. It doesn't matter if Moses is here or not. You got the God of Moses on your side. You don't know what to do. Seek him. Oh, we need the word of God to speak in our hearts and pour down like rain. We need men and women of God to tune into God's voice again. We need men and women of God that have gotten tired of seeing defeat in their life in the realm of walking in righteousness. We need to realize that God not only speaks unto him to rise up and get ready to fulfill what I've told you to do. He says, be strong and of good courage. How many knows that it takes strength and courage to walk by faith? It does. It takes great strength and courage to walk by faith. I've met people in my life, you ask them, say, well, do you believe God? Yes, I believe God. But they're not moving by their faith, and that makes their faith dead. Right? But the reason why they're not moving by their faith is they don't have the strength or courage that they need to act on it. Every man has a measure of faith. But God says, I want you to take strength and courage. Because you already have faith in who I am and what I can do. So strength and courage, you need to stand. Strength to stand against the opposition that comes your way. Courage to not allow the presence of fear to cripple you. Does that make sense? Strength to stand nose to nose with the enemy. 
and have faith in God. Courage not to let the fear present around you cripple you from moving forward. Come on, somebody. We got to go forward in faith. Faith without works is dead. We need strength and courage. Forward momentum takes strength and courage. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 uh, verse 10 said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're wrestling against spiritual wickedness. That's what we're wrestling against. Principalities of the air. They come in the form of thoughts. They come in the form of feelings. They come in the form of emotional turmoil. And they even come in the form of spiritual powers working through people who are walking in darkness. Amen. Sure, people have offended you. Sure, people have hurt your feelings. But we're not fighting against their flesh. We're fighting a a spiritual power that is deep rooted in the hearts of some people who are walking in darkness. If they were living in the light, it would be all right. But they're walking in darkness. So what do you expect? Be prepared to know who your enemy is. Your enemy is not the person sitting next to you. It is the principality, amen, to God of darkness. It takes strength and it takes courage to be able to press past these things. And God knew Joshua was going to need that strength and courage. And he delivered this unto him with the truth of the foundation that Moses, God is your God. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I parted the Red Sea, I'm a part the Jordan. Mm-hmm. They were battles won by God's grace and by God's favor in the desert. They're going to be battles won in the Canaan land. Mm. See, God's going with you. God's going before you. God's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And I got news for you folks here at Stoneville Pentecostal Hole in this church. Not only has God been with you, God's still with you. Give him praise. There are souls hanging in the balance right now that God is going to use if you will let God's voice speak to you. That God is going to use to deliver from an eternity in hell. God is leading you into that place. We have not crossed over into the eternal promised land yet. There is a work to be done here. And Moses' God is your God. Peter's God is your God. James' God is your God. John the Revelator's God is your God. I wish somebody would thank him right now that the same God of the Bible is your God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He'll never let you fail. He wants to speak into your life. He is your God. Ain't that kind of faith to walk in? Joshua gets up and he begins to do what God says do. And we know the course of Joshua's life. He's seen great exploits by the hands of God. The enemy couldn't stand against him. Come on, if you will, to the piano, please. How many, how many has ever felt like the enemy was winning? Have you ever felt that way? You all know the truth about it. If you're in God and you're God's child, he ain't winning. He ain't really winning. He thinks he's winning, but he's not really winning. Moses' God is your God. And he begins to say that to Joshua because we've got to get to a place where we're moving forward to the place where God has planned and purposed for us. And then lastly, he says this. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If God said it, hang your hat on it. Amen. Amen. Stand with me, if you will, please. Joshua's success was not based on his existence alone. Why? Because he just ain't God. 
I'm not God. You're not God. But we serve God. Right? Our existence alone, though, that now Christ's existence, just his existence alone was, was commanding and victorious. For God sent him in the world when he showed up, the enemy didn't want him here. He was that big a threat. And all throughout his life, his existence here was commanding. But Joshua's success was not in who he was and not in his experience alone, but in the presence of God who was with him. It didn't matter how many battles Joshua had been through or how many things Joshua had done up to this point. Joshua was going to need to hear God's voice and to walk by faith with strength and courage. I want to leave you with this today and I I know that there's people in this audience today that needed to hear this message. Like a preacher once said, maybe we'll have sometimes the glad, sad, and the mad. Well, I hope that all of you be glad. But I don't want to compromise what God is trying to say. We got to move forward from here. Yesterday's gone. We need to quit trying to dig yesterday up. gone we need to say okay God here we are take us where you have purposed us take us into your plan God instructed him God sent him God went with him and God wants to set you up to raise you up amen how many want to be raised up by the hand of God how many want your church to be elevated by the hand of God do you want your community transformed by the hand of God come on somebody I want them talking about every church that represents God everywhere I want them talking so good about Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church that even in the darkest places of society they realize that there's a God down there that them people are worshiping and serving I want to know him I want to know him I want to know him is. I don't care who's leading the worship. I don't care who's sitting on the pew. I just want to know the God of those people. Hallelujah. I want to know that God who cares for me. God, let that be our firm foundation today. Based on the facts of your scripture and your word. That you would never leave us nor forsake us. And that you would guide us by your Holy Spirit. If you're in this building right now and you say, Preacher, I want God to raise me up. I want to put myself mentally and spiritually and surrender in his hands today and let him raise me up. I want God to have his way in my life. I want God to to be glorified in my life. I want my church to be raised up and elevated. And I want to be a part of the blessing of that happening. I want God to lead me and equip me with his words and his grace and strength and courage to accomplish what it is he has called me to accomplish. I can't do this on my own, preacher. I need God today. I need him in my life. If that's you this morning, why they're singing, step out, don't even think twice and say, here I come, Lord. I'm placing myself in your wonderful hands to raise me up, to raise my church up, to move in my life. Amen. I need you to be glorified in my life. Oh, 
going to step out by faith and say, here I come, Lord. Yes. Chain, 
Pastor Doyle, as Bishop has talked about the end times and taught the end time. I wish I could have heard all of it, but I caught last two. I'm telling you, we're up against some, some, some very difficult, strategic battles that the enemy will throw our way. And if we don't have God on our side, we don't have Him in our view, and we're not seeking Him, the enemy's going to win over some battles in our life. We need God, don't we? If God's going to lead us, He's going to equip us. I'm grateful today for His leadership, aren't you? For the leadership of the Holy Ghost, for God putting people in place that He's putting here in Stoneville and everywhere He's, he's placed them. There are some churches, amen, that, that, that need God to restructure. But I'm telling you right now, how many are thankful for the leadership you have here at Stoneville? I would not have wanted to go into any other situation than what God has blessed me to go into here. Because I have been into some that were not so good. God blessed us, we got through it. But you have a great, great leadership staff here. And God's leading all of us, not just us, He's leading you. He's leading all of us. Amen. There's some great things ahead for you as an individual, as a child of God, and for your church. Let's, let's build it up in the community. Let's tell people how great God is in our life. Let's tell them, hey, you know, don't come see the new preacher. Come see what God's doing. Come see what God's doing. If they get to see the new bald-headed preacher on the way, that'll be a blessing. I'm just picking. We love you. We appreciate you. We're praying for you. Pray for us. Pray for your leadership. Pray for this church. Lift it up and exhort it. And that's what God would have you do. And that's what would be a blessing for this community. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands in fellowship. And please enjoy yourselves tonight. You can play a song on the way out if you want to. I like to.